I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it with your friends and family. Same show, different name. Uh, we have now the lock on the social media sites, our website, and the show. So all things Cuse Militia now. It makes it easier for people to find us, and it makes it easier for uh, Joe to remember. So yes, that's that. Yes, yes. Um, so that's what we'll be from now on. What you see is what you get. That's that's done. I, I was on the fence for a while with it, and I um, I just decided that. Uh, I think it would be easier. So we did it. It's been in the. It's been talked about for a while. So, anyway, all right. One more thing to mention, super quick, and then we'll get into uh, content for this show. Uh, thanks to Brandon Buskey, he is doing um, a little bit of contributing to the website QSmilitia.com. Yep. He's been looking at uh, some of the 2019 uh, recruiting targets for Syracuse basketball. So you can check that out at. Well, on the Facebook page or on the Twitter page, or just go to QSmilition.com and check it out. So he's going to be yeah. he's going to be uh, contributing a little bit here and there. I'm going to keep him on that on the recruiting. So it's pretty informative uh, if you don't know anything about their targets. So yeah, they got a couple. You know, they got three main targets right now, and I think that two of them are pretty heavy Qs right now. So yeah, so you know, there's yeah. one. Go ahead and read the article and yeah, check it out and. You know, we're none of us are. I guess I would be the uh, the editor in chief. So any of that, <laughs> anything that slips by, and uh, you know, maybe there's a missed period or whatever. We're not English majors. It's, or a misspelled it, word. It's a it's a blog page. So if it gets by, it's my fault. I take full responsibility for that. But go there and check it out. And we're gonna have Brandon on the um, on the 2019 class, and we'll have him update as necessary so yeah and if hey if you want to contribute if there's anything you want to contribute just you can dm me on twitter or facebook and you can feel free to send opinion pieces or whatever you want so and i can't compensate you with cash but we are putting together swag bags just for the record stickers and things like that i want a swag bag you don't get a swag bag no Shut the hell up. All right. that's done 
So, big news yesterday. Well, we knew it was coming, so we planned the podcast around it, basically. Uh, t- yeah, t- kind of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Tyus Battle coming back for the 18-19 season. Yes, sir. Uh, I think most fans are pretty happy about that, judging by social media. Uh, you know, most notably not because of his gameplay, not only because because of his gameplay, but because of, the you know, the dude's a cl- class act. You know, it's, yeah. He's got character. He's a good dude, and everybody seems to love him. Um and I don't know who would ever have thought he was gone anyway. I mean, who who said that? Who said that? You know, who who would who would have came on a podcast and be like, "Ah, he's gone," just like that? Uh, you. What? Huh? <laughs> no. 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 Hey, man, I, I know it's been a while since we've done the podcast, but don't think I don't remember. I would have never son- done that. So, mm. uh, uh. <laughs> Along with all the other Orange fans that didn't, right? I, I know. Well, here's the thing. Here was here was the thing. My thought who process. Said, who said they didn't know? I think it was well, me. I think it was this guy. Yeah, I know. We all know. And it, I, I believe it's on record. Maybe not. I could scrub it just as easily as it went up, though. Um, so, I mean, my thought process at the time was that <laughs> his percentages weren't great because he was doing so much. And yeah. that in a different environment, especially getting ready for the NBA, I thought that he had a better shot of kind of settling down and focusing a little bit, but there's just so much competition there for that spot. I mean, and you're, he's on the edge of, of being a, a um, early second rounder or a late first rounder. I mean, that's a difference of like $2 million and, you know, maybe and a guarantee contract, right? Exactly. And, you know, not something you really want to, to, um, to, to, um, what do, you, what do you want to say? Uh, Fall chance. into. Yeah, you know, just don't want to take the chance on that. You know, it's a little risky. Yeah. So It's risky, yeah. You know, and we looked at the combine stuff. He had a really, really kind of rough first day. He didn't really stand out too good. He recovered on the second day, and he looked pretty good. But then he had his workouts. So, you know, I mean, I think it's the right choice, judging by what we read out of the reports that were – you know, the only way we can do it is read stuff that's posted. So, yeah, uh, you think you made the right choice, Joe? I do. Um, I think a lot of times they uh, some sometimes there's things that you can fix when you're in the NBA. And then sometimes there's things there's tools you need before you can go. And unfortunately, with with Tyus, that was his kind of thing. I think by the end of it, he only I think he only worked out for four or five teams. I think, yeah, and I think, I think four. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and they was all kind of saying the same thing that you know, kind of early second, maybe late second, maybe not even drafted, and a lot of the things like um, driving to his left, dribbling, finishing to his left, um, the three point shots and percentages and stuff like that. Uh, some of it worked against him because of what he had to do for Syracuse, obviously. But at the end of the day, that's all stuff that you kind of gotta have under uh, control a little bit before you you go into the NBA. There's a lot of guys very similar. To him, so um, um, yeah, and like 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 I just said, and like we've talked about, it's uh, it's clogged up for that position this year. So, um, is this, and it's always going to be like that. So you got to be, I mean, you got to be really good to to go. You got to be on your game, and you know, yeah. I, I think another year will do him a, a great service coming back for you. Yeah. Um, well, and he didn't get. I mean, Syracuse they limped into the NCAA tournament. It wasn't like a team on the radar in the yeah. regular season. So, again, with his percentages and everything, and then they got into the tournament and they won ugly. So, uh, I mean, obviously they run, they they made a run, but it wasn't a sexy run. You know, I mean we we did what we had to do to win, but uh, again the percentages weren't there and. Um, 
he was obviously, you know, one of the stars of our team. But again, um, coming back this year, you're talking about a team that's probably going to be ranked and he's going to get a lot more recognition from the jump. So let's see if he can just shore up some of the things that the NBA scouts think that he lacks in, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, without hurting our team. <laughs> right, right. I was just going to bring that up. Um, you mentioned to me last night, I believe it was, about what um, – help me out. Tyler Lydon. Uh, yeah, Tyler Lydon yep. had said about, you know, uh, when he decided to, to leave instead of coming back and working on the things and only, you know, focusing on the things that he was told he needed to work on, it could hurt the team. Right. Uh, if that was your right. focus. But as – you know, Tyus, I don't know. And I'm not saying Tyler Lydon's a selfish player, but uh, I don't think he has that mindset. I don't think he has that mentality. I do think he's a complete team player. You didn't always see the leadership from Tyler Lydon, let's be honest. There was that year, his, no. yep. his last year, when he should have taken the reins on that team, and he just didn't. So there was Right. A, well, you never know somebody's motivation. You know, no, I That's know that. Really I'm not judging his motivation to. at all. I'm, I'm, just, I'm clearly what I saw. So. Well, I'm just saying when you get players there, their motivation is purely selfish and just getting to the NBA and being in college because they need to be, then uh, that's just not a player that is really conducive to building, you know, teamwork and building a, a good team that's going to be a perennial, you know, every year top 25. They just make it about themselves, you know. Right. Not saying that Tyler Lydon did that, but everyone has their motivations to go into the NBA. I remember, remember C.J. McCullough. Yeah. When when he ended up, I mean, he went to the NBA because he had a one year old baby, and he had to, or he was going to have a baby, and he had to figure out how he was going to feed it and how he was going to pay the bills. Yeah. And although although he's, you know, barely even played, he got picked in the first round, had a guaranteed contract, and I think he's made somewhere between three and four million dollars in three years. So, I I mean, some people, it's a motivational factor. Some people need to do it. And Ty's battle, obviously, loves Syracuse, loves being there, wants to get his uh, degree. And yeah, which he can come back get and early. play with his friends. Right, which he could get his degree this year, his junior year. Right, yep. Um, so that's a huge deal. And we talked about that before. There was a couple things leading up to this that you would see on social media. You know, I was watching social media. Just I didn't think he was going to make the announcement until the last second like he did. But you're always watching things and things like that. And I saw one consistent thing all the time. And I think it's really sad that... Syracuse fans have to give other Syracuse fans the etiquette that they should that they should be, uh, you know, that they should have when players may leave early. Because you know we went through the whole thing. Who was it? Was it Matthew Moyer who was just got bombarded and slammed by SU fans on Twitter and stuff like that? Like it was pretty yeah. despicable. So you know if we could just like grow up. I mean, aren't we past right. that? You only have these guys for four years maximum anyway. And, and if they're here, you're on your feet cheering for them. And, and if anyone says anything about them, you got their back. But when they decide to go better themselves and maybe go to the NBA if they're good enough and things like that, then you get all bent out of shape and take to Twitter and be a keyboard warrior. I think it's despicable, man. So, uh, And at the end of the day, these players aren't doing it for you. I mean, no, fans are part of it. And obviously yeah. they want to make their teammates and their families and their coaches and the fans proud. At the end of the day, this is for them. This is their life. So you got to make decisions that's best for you. Uh, yeah, Tyus' statement, I have decided to go back to Syracuse University to complete my junior year, although I uh, may have 
been picked by an NBA team of my dreams. I feel like it's in my best interest at this time to focus on improving some fine points in my game while continuing to work toward achieving my degree. My plan is to re-enter the draft next year. Going back to Syracuse is an easy decision on many levels. This is where I want to be for now. I had incredible workouts with some amazing NBA organizations. However, the NBA, God willing, will be in a future chapter for me. So let me ask you this. Does... I think a lot of people were Mark Tyus draft, and he's done. I think a, I think some big media uh, people were too. Um, Syracuse.com, yeah. uh, CuseNation.com. I think thought that he was gone. So let me ask you this: After that has been said, we we had a couple recruits fall through. We picked up Braswell, and you know we've got a couple young guys coming in. Buddy Beheim, uh, Howard Washington is going to be healthy. We'll talk about him, Jalen Carey, Elijah Hughes, the transfer. So with now four guards on the, on the roster, scholarship players out of 11, uh, does it complicate things a little bit? Do you kind of feel a little bit for uh, Elijah Hughes, maybe Jalen Carey, maybe uh, that, that, you know, they might be getting less minutes with Tyus coming back. Uh, I don't think it complicates things. I mean, it definitely is going to make it difficult, I think. Uh, I think that there's going to be people that might have short leashes. Uh, if he had this depth last year, there would probably would have been times that Frank Howard would have been pulled. Right, so, right, right. Um, Which is what he had the year before, when, when Frank Howard was getting pulled. Right, exactly. So, And we do have the benefit of the fact that um, we are a little shallow as far as the uh, – the wing forwards, um, who knows whether Braswell is going to be able to pick up that slack or not. So I know that last year, Beheim thought about sometimes going small, especially against other teams that possibly go small and throw a Ty's battle down to the wing so that they could have played a Geno Thorpe. Obviously, Geno Thorpe transferred. Howard Washington got hurt, and there was the end of that idea. But now that we have this depth, uh, you have an Elijah Hughes and possibly even a Ty's battle that could possibly go down to those wings. So um, I think that it gives Beheim the chance to be creative, right. um, yeah. both on offense and on defense, and the press and being able to do kind of – last year we couldn't just press in the middle of the game and kind of turn it up because we had to save our legs. And this year yeah. now, he can spring a full-court press, For you know what I mean, off of early. maybe a basket or a quick momentum turn- turnover and, and try to you know sway the game a little bit and have guys out there running because he knows he's got some depth to come in. So – uh, it's definitely going to be crunch crunch time wise. It's going to be, uh, I mean, someone's obviously going to have to sit out. Uh, if there's one person, like I said, that I'd have to worry about, or that I would just hope is going to be able to take this, um, as well as he possibly could, would probably be Jalen Carey. Um, cause he's probably the most affected by his min by this with his minutes. And, um, I'm hoping that he could possibly look at it almost as like a Michael Carter Williams, uh, his first year, he had to sit behind scoop. Yeah, and you know he bided his time. There was no came pressure. Out, came came, came in, played fire. his minutes, and then the next year, I mean, look at him. He yeah. went off. He yeah. went to the NBA as a lottery pick. I mean, so if he just can understand that he's still going to be put in a position to be successful, but not having to f- force a, a freshman out there and um, do some of the things that like Dolce and Brissett and stuff had to do last year. Uh, you know, like someone like a, you look back at a Caleb Joseph, you know, he was forced in there when uh, Tyler Ennis graduated early and look what he looked like. So uh, sometimes it's not always great to come in and be forced into action. So 
here is a situation where, I mean, he's very offensive-minded and he's, he's fast, athletic, so he's going to get his minutes. It's hopefully he's humble enough and, and, and patient enough to just bide his time, get the minutes this year, and understand that the year after when everyone leaves, we'll, it'll be his team. And you know, yeah, it, that that that's ideal for for us mainly, <laughs> I guess, as fans. Right. Um, but you got eleven scholarship players right now, and yes, the way I see it, and you correct me, and what you tell me, what you think? Uh, a buddy Beheim, I think, I don't think will play much. Uh, maybe red shirt. Now he got a handful of games. That no, that's a medical red shirt, right? They got some. No, I think you can do it I with think both. You can play. I think you can both. Yeah, okay. I think there's a certain amount of games before you know, yeah. certain percentage of games that you can play before you can redshirt. So well, there's definitely a handful of games that you can play in the beginning before they have to make the decision, and that's usually what Beheim does. And that's all the non-conference stuff, and that's where we'll see what he plans on doing with his lineup and everything. But at yep. Howard Washington and a buddy Beheim, you know, does. You know, you think even with those, if let's let's just for the sake of argument here, that we say they redshirt. Okay, that's still nine players. That's still deep. That's still deeper than. I mean, was it last it's still time? deep for Beheim. Yeah. 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 I mean, what's he gonna do with eleven? You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, someone's gonna be getting cut. And Buddy Beheim. Not knows cut, but Are, you know, you know what, what I mean. I'm, you know what I'm saying. Redshirted. Yeah, redshirted. Uh, uh, Buddy Beheim, I'm sure, is probably going to be redshirted. Although, gosh, you know, the fans just want to see this kid play. You know, he's just, you know, everybody's so excited for him, and me included. Yeah, but these players have to understand. I, I mean, you're talking about after this year, there'll be four players gone with the majority of the minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so let's yeah, after, after this year, Frank Howard and Battle and Brissett and Chuku are all going to be gone. Yep. And there's where you're, you know, so I think with you're those players, you come in and you do what you have to do to be the best teammate you could be to help all those other players that are going to be playing and be a good teammate, be a good bench, cheer, get them pumped up, and go along for the ride because I think that Learn. it's going to be a – a very well learn, yeah. They're gonna learn just through playing against them, you know. And that's another thing. You don't know how much that's gonna help because I mean, imagine the practices last year. I know Chuku was banged up. Sadibi yeah. couldn't even barely run. They we didn't have a bench. Who short. are they playing against? Who are they playing against? Who are they practicing yeah. against? We were practicing against walk-ons. Yeah, <laughs> we even played one. And now we're going to go to a, a situation where we're going to be have a legit five on five. He even played in the tournament. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, I think overall, you know, those kids just I think that we have the potential to have a special year this year. And those kids, no matter what they think with this battle decision and what's going to happen or the playing time, they just gotta take it with a grain of salt and go forward and know that they're going to have plenty of opportunity after this year. Just be a good teammate and learn, like you said, and go along for the ride. Okay, so we have that. Now, with Tyus coming back, we still have two scholarships left. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would have loved to have uh, 00 Sonny. Uh, it, uh, that, that would have been great because yeah. we're a little thin on, in the center area, and we know how Chukwu is constantly in foul trouble. And with the, we, we've talked about the history of, of, of knee issues with these guys. And, yeah, 
you know. Well, we look at it like that, but Osun looked at it as I'm not going to go somewhere and be somebody's insurance policy when I can go <laughs> exactly. somewhere else and yeah. play. Yeah, chose Bonaventure, if you didn't know. Uh, but, yeah. you know, if, they're, if they stay healthy, if they stay healthy, the following aside, I think that's just something that's just uh, with Chukwu, it's just something we've got to do. He's just so big, and it's like, you know, over the back all the time. I mean, it's just something that it, it comes with Chukwu. Right. Well, like I it's said, you can only hope cake. that they both they both are going to be way more healthy coming into the season, and you know, knock on wood that it stays that way. As long as if when those guys are healthy, that's a, that's a formidable center having two guys just like that that can guard the rim and, and five fouls each. I, I mean, that's all we ask for. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and it'll be the first time in almost two decades that the starting five is coming back. And that's incredible uh, since right. since 2000. Right. So and we made a sweet 16 run. Yeah. Uh, stronger bench coming into next year, you know, despite uh, Baisley, despite a couple of good, really good recruits falling through yep. for us. You know, we still got the East Carolina transfer, Elijah Hughes. I think he's going to be awesome. Jalen oh. Carey's going to be awesome. You know, um, Howard Washington, we'll see what happens with him and Buddy Beheim. But then you still have Braswell, who I think is going to be, I think, has the potential of just being something special. I mean, yes, I, I do, too. I just feel like it's unfortunate in the fact that he's probably going to be. I would be surprised if they used uh, a red shirt on him. I feel like he's not going to be able to. You, huh? wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised. Is that what you said? No, I would. Based upon our depth. Oh, okay. I mean, unless Beheim is cool with, I mean, if if Dolce gets in foul trouble or Brissett or one of them gets hurt, God forbid, or anything like that, you're talking about now you got to put an Elijah yeah. Hughes I or a battle. You need um, Braswell. I think that's so you just cut. Then that's my whole point. Is is it's one of those things where if he might not you get redshirted, but he might play minimal minimal minutes. Like as long as those guys aren't in foul trouble and those guys are healthy, then he's going to play minimal minutes. Which yeah. is unfortunate, but we do need his depth in case of that. So. We do need the depth. It is unfortunate, but that's how it goes, man. I mean, that's yeah. how it goes. It, Ty is coming back did did kind of throw a wrench in some of this, and that's why I brought it up. So Yes, but, I mean, obviously it threw a wrench in a lot of things because they were everyone's been speculating that he's going to go. So. Yeah, and it is what it is. So I mean, it's just like uh, there was a top, what, a top 25, preseason top 25, where they had – well, Syracuse was the first team out. Was the guy had him at 26, but that was with him assuming that battle was going to the NBA. Yeah, and I, I, who, I don't even like, like I don't give much of that any thought. Like, no, I know, know but I'm, think I, about I'm what just, they did I'm just to the kinda, football team. You know what I mean? Right. They gave the football team no love at all. I mean, right. Vegas but, didn't. No one did. Well, I mean, and another thing that I was going to say, Vegas last night. I don't even know what it was to start the day, but um, I looked at it. Uh, the odds to win the championship last year, last night when I heard battle had gotten, you know, I think it was around like nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock that I looked and Syracuse was plus 8,000 or something as far as the odds to, you know, um, I think it's 80 to one, uh, to win the, the national championship next year. And then this morning or sorry, this afternoon when I looked at it, they were plus 6,000. So, I mean, they jumped from 80 to one to 60 to one just over Overnight, in not yeah. less than 24 hours, yeah. Yeah. just because Taz battle. So, I mean, even Vegas thought he was going. So, yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm not a complete dumbass. 
No, so. you're not. But Vegas isn't always right. <laughs> no, I know. It's terrible. I, I've They're learned terrible, that actually. the hard way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any last thoughts on the tie situation or any of the uh, roster situations, um, you know, to wrap Well, the up? only thing that I would like to say about that stuff is it's probably safe to assume that um, – us trying to waste the scholarship, not, I don't want to say waste, but use a scholarship on a four year guy from high school. But they might, I mean, I think those guys are pretty much out of the uh, right. recruiting pool. So, but again, we do have two uh, spots. And like I told you before, a lot of times uh, the transfers and the graduate transfers and, and kids like that, usually they like to wait to see who's returned to school, who's stayed in the draft, that kind of stuff to see what spots are open before they, they choose. And, uh, if Beheim, if Beheim does happen to think that Braswell is a guy that that you know he could be a James Sutherland type or better, but he has to redshirt and it's going to take a while and he's a project, then I mean, like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, what's you have eleven scholarships, so you have two more scholarships available if you can get a graduate transfer that can come in and give you more depth in the forward position. Then I don't know why you wouldn't use that because he's gone next year anyway, so it's not a long term a long-term uh, investment. So, right. but it could help this year. Okay. So, all right. Well, that would be something that I'd look for. Um, I don't know if they're going to have any more, you know, but I would just say that these next upcoming weeks, because of the deadline being last night is when you're going to start to see uh, all the graduate, tra- a lot of the graduate transfer transfer talk start to move in. And, and if we are interested, I'm sure we'll see the articles. So, exactly. all right. Okay, now all this basketball talk, we're still talking about basketball. It's freaking it'll be <sighs> it'll be June tomorrow. We're still talking about basketball, but why? Well, the NBA why? finals drags on uh, forever. What so. is the NBA? What is the NBA? Who cares? Well, Who cares? Well, it's basketball, but it's dra- they're still going it on. Count. So, I mean, it doesn't count. I hate it. Well, but let's talk way. about let, you know what's better than the NBA than this so-called NBA? You know what's better even better than that? In your opinion, the basketball tournament. And the basketball <sighs> tournament is coming up. The deadline to uh, have the players to enter is tomorrow. We've got mm. that. We've got eight players. This is the uh, summer tournament. It's a winner-take-all, $2 million uh, purse split amongst the uh, players and staff, I suppose. And Beheim's Army is our team, and they made it to the semifinals last year. And that is when Paul Harris said he was ready to pull the trigger. And uh, after being uh, talking with Belby, what is this this coach? Sean Belby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's from um, uh, Liverpool, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think he was a team manager. Yeah. So yeah. he'd been talking to him for a couple of years, and finally, after making the semifinals last year, he said he was ready to come. So Paul Harris and Joan. I think I don't know if it was on the air or what, but we've talked about Paul Harris and his size and how impressive he is, like a freaking linebacker that guy so, oh, dude, yeah <laughs> uh and i thought that he was actually gonna give it give it uh actually try out for like the tight end and like stuff like that when he, I know, he got a, out of basketball yeah, because of his size four, like yeah. i really thought he could have done that six five i don't have his weight here but he's six five he's 31 years old now he's been playing in the turkish league and he mm-hmm. will join eric dievendorf brandon trish john gillen love the gillen chris joseph james sutherland Deshante Riley, one of my favorites, Hakeem Warwick. I mean, hello, the block, and now Harris. So that's eight. 
they've got they've got what they need to enter, and they've got until um, they have to pay. Okay, they have to pay a penalty or a fine to add players after tomorrow. I think they're looking. Yeah. I think they're looking for one more guy. They need another center. So yeah, uh, you know, but that's what we got. So this this starts in uh, this starts on what the weekend of July twentieth. It starts in Brooklyn, right? And, and um, it's just you know, if you're jonesing for some old school, I mean, this is like throwback. They should call it the throwback basketball tournament for us, anyway. I know that other teams don't. Well, a lot, of, a lot of teams do do that too. Do they? A lot of teams, yep. They're basic. I mean, there's some that are mixed, but for the most part, um, a lot of them are the same type things where there's like mostly Notre Dame or you know what I mean, like right. certain players. I know that uh, Pittsburgh has one too. So, um, this, this is a good yeah. team, though. This is a good team. So far, yeah. I mean, I think it is a good team because I don't know if uh, I don't want to say for sure. I think Hakeem Work actually did play in it a couple of years ago, but like with all the too. players that I don't think they've had this amount of you know good player. I mean, Chris Joseph and I don't know if he's played yet. And Paul Harris, I know he hasn't, but those are two guys. And Brandon Trish is one of the better players. Devendorf still was scoring last year, so like you was said, awesome last year. Yeah, I mean, you remember that comeback game that they had, right? I mean, they yeah. were they were down by like twenty or thirty, yeah. and they came that back. Was, that was to go to the final four. The final four. James game, James Sutherland, who's on this team, hit a bunch of threes. So, yeah. I mean, we got some scores. John uh, I would like to. See, John Gillen's a scorer. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see. I don't know if Cooney's going to be able to make it or CJ Fair, but um, need a center. I, not going to lie, I kind of hope that Dante Green doesn't get the call, but. Um, we need like a Bayamusikita. Yeah, Bayamusikita would be perfect, and we we could do nine or or a Rick Jackson. Right? Yeah, yeah. I like Bayamusikita. You get nine players, you, and and then you go with that. I think, but and or maybe you know, we could get a celebrity, Renzi Unawaku. Oh yeah, right. I'm just saying, you never know. No, you never know. It'd be another great one. But how many how many teams are in this? Do you know? Did I put you on the spot? I believe it's actually 72 to be perfectly honest with you. I really? think that okay. there's some So what's the give me give us give us the rundown, Joe. Give us the in a nutshell rundown of this thing and tell us how uh, tell us how it works. It's not really too much. I mean, you kind of hit on a lot of it. Um I think you you need seven players. I think the max on roster is 15. Damn, but you can add you can add players afterwards, like you said. For I think it's a thousand dollars team. It's like a registration fee after the. Oh, and the seating you know. too. The seating. Well, the seating is basically kind of opinion based. I used to think that it, I thought that it came down to votes and fan votes and stuff like that, but I guess it comes down to uh, just the tournament committee and they look at talent, chemistry, reliability, probably. Um, how the team did in the past as well. And I think we usually rank up there pretty high. We usually get a one or a two seed. Um, so, and what with the players get? we have. The, what did we get last year? I thought we had a one seed or a okay. two seed. I'm not too sure, well, that, actually. That sucks. There was something There was something I remember about voting and it entered you in something. Fans could win uh, money or something like that for voting. That wasn't the seeding? I thought that was. No, I think that was. See, I thought that was too, but I think the voting was for if you get uh, certain. 
somebody gets a chance to win money. Uh, like you said, there's voting on something, and then there's a fan that gets a chance to where if that team wins the whole tournament, then they get oh, a certain amount of money or yes, something like that. Yes, that's that's what it was. I think you pick the winner, and if that team wins, right? And, and there's multiple winners, so you there's multiple chance. You know, there's a couple different people that can win the money if you pick Beheim's army. In other words, I think there right. might be three or four people who would win money for picking them so and it goes you know it's it goes down as the lower you get picked or whatever but um all right well anything else with this anything yeah we were a three know? seed last week year we we're a three seed okay well yep. i'll be happy with anything in the top five i mean i think we're better than that but whatever i don't care no hey, man Bayheim's army's getting better seeds than, than syracuse the overseas yeah i know right <laughs> overseas elite has won this thing three years in a row so uh, it's you know it's I think Bayheim's army it's their time. Have they really? Yeah, I believe so. Yep, yep. They won last year too. Yep, yep, yep. They beat us, and they went to the championship game. Uh ho ho. Um. So that's it. Anything else, real quick, Joe? It's a wrap. What's nah. Up? Yeah. I mean, they just. Uh, I just. It's gonna be fun to watch that. It's nice to have something like Syracuse. It's awesome. Yeah. Summer. I mean, it is. It's, yes. it's and it's getting bigger. So yes, every is. year, it's, I think there's more and more money involved. Um, follow, and again, follow Beheim's Ar- Army on Twitter and Facebook too. They keep you up to date on everything. So. Oh yeah, and hopefully we can add somebody. Yeah, uh, we need one more guy. I think at least. <laughs> I think that they will, and I don't think that covering the thousand dollars or two thousand or three thousand dollars, whatever the registration fee is, to get somebody in whatever round you're in um, when you do it. It's it's not really probably a big deal. I think if this, the person is going to come and do it, then they probably are paying their own registration fee. So, right, that could be but. true too. And um, you know, well, it'll be it it'll be fun. We will be back. <laughs> yeah. We will be back with another episode before then. Yes, uh, sir, we on, will. So on, we won't be able to hit what? up the finalized roster. That's right. That's right. So we will be able to come back, hopefully do – we did one at the beginning of May, one at the very end of May, and hopefully we could do something close to that for June. I think last year we only yeah. did one episode a month, so we try to do two a month. But, uh, you know, it's the off season, so we just wait for news to build up. So that's uh, And you kind of need the content, you know yeah, what I you mean? Gotta, yeah, you can't just come on here and drink beer and listen to uh, Joe burp out the side of his mouth, you know? Oh, what? I mean, come on. <laughs> but as fun as that is, and I get to do it multiple times uh, when Joe, I'm Joe's ride home phone call. So, except, oh, for, except for when he's out of town and then... It's crickets, but that's oh, a whole other story. Geez. That's a whole other story. All right. That's you it. know what that's the deal is with those cricket phones. They're weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. For Joe, I'm Sean. This has been the Q's Militia. We're out. Bye. This has been the Q's Militia podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.